Hey, bitches. Welcome back to Mira and Tree After Dark. Hi. <laughs> okay, so okay. what are we talking about today? So we did a little Instagram poll on Amira's story to see what you guys wanted to talk about or like us to talk about. A lot of you guys were talking about long distance, relationships, friendships, all that. So I think that's what we're going to start with today, right? Yeah, and a lot of people want to know how we met our story, relationship advice as well, you said. So I guess today will be a long-ass episode, and a lot of you guys want us to make longer ones, so that's perfect. That's kind of funny because we really did not think many people would like to listen to us blabber about our lives, but here we are. Um, And the feedback is so amazing. Like, I literally love, like, reading your guys' comments and your DMs and seeing you repost us on your stories. It's so nice. Also, I know a lot of you guys are really curious about what Calvin said about our episode. Oh, my God. He texted Amira. Would you like to explain, Amira? Let's just read out what this man decided to text me. He really said, hey, I'd like to stay out and not be brought up in your podcast. Thanks. And I was just like, you know what? Thanks for the content, G. He was just like, last thing I need is my business and life being out there and people coming at me. So I'm asking you, keep me out of it. Babe, we talked about through and how I fixed what you broke. We were on FaceTime when it happened. Like we were just talking about our episodes and whatever. And suddenly she goes, oh, Calvin texted me. And we both just like sat there and our hearts like stopped for a minute we were just like oh my fucking god it was so like oh my god and um we just released the second one today a little bit earlier today um and i mean that was really fun to record we record random ass shit and people listen to us talking amira what the hell i know and they like it which is it's so i was like what the hell but yeah okay long distance well let's tell them how we met first i guess right yeah well first I remember vividly, I was binge watching the new season of Riverdale. Yep. And basically, she was on some random episode. And one of my mutual friends uh, had Amira on Snap. And so then I added Amira on Snap. And for some weird reason, like, she added me back. And I was like, I don't even know you. Like, I, I didn't expect her to add me back or anything. But I had mutuals with her, so I added her. And then we just started snapping and then she snapped me a picture of the Riverdale screen and we hit off a conversation until what three in the morning four in the morning I don't even yep basically and then suddenly at four in the morning I decided I was gonna pierce my ears by myself facts and she was like I'm gonna do my thirds I mean my seconds and I was like your seconds what and you were like I'm gonna stab an earring through my ear you're gonna FaceTime me so yeah now she did her thirds the exact same way it's pretty full circle Pretty much. And then I remember one of our second FaceTime calls. I don't know. I don't remember what I was getting dressed for, but I vividly remember me staring at my closet. Do you oh remember that? Yes. I have, I have like FaceTime photos of it. She's just looking at her closet, literally like the movie scene where you see people throwing back items like behind them because they can't figure out what to wear. That's literally what she looks like. She's like, I have nothing. I'm like, Amira. At, with a full closet of clothes, literally it's, standing it's literally behind so me. Bad. It's literally so bad. But then after that, we just clicked like our nicknames like that was she calls me bay twin flame crazy girl everything that came from the first night like that was never a it was just there from the beginning like that's how fast we clicked there was no awkward like weird phase of friendship we immediately started talking about lip tattoos oh my god yeah everything literally we like opened up i don't know why maybe it was like because it was late or something and we were both going through stuff at the time but um 
it was really weird. And then we started talking about how, like, further down the line in the friendship, we were like, that's so weird. And then we started getting at it that, like, we started getting, Amira got a TikTok on her For You page, and someone commented it on one of our, like, posts. And they're like, Twin Flames. And then that's where that started. So now it, that's why the episode is called The Twin Flame Connection and all that stuff. So. And it's just hilarious because it's like looking back at it, we would have never thought it would have gotten this far. Like I went to Georgia to see her because my mom saw how close we are. Like I didn't really tell my mom about my friends like that, but she knows about the people in my life. And she was just like, you know what? Let's go see her. Because I remember that week you were going through shit. And I was yeah, just like, and, yeah, it was I need bad. to see her right now, mom. Mm-hmm. And that week, the next week we drove to Georgia. And it was, like, surreal. Like, she called me one night. She's like, I'm coming. And I was like, what? And she's like, in 10 days. And then we started a countdown. And I swear, it was the longest 10 days of my life. And a lot of people were like, you only saw her for a day. But like, you guys don't even get it. Like, that day felt like it lasted so long. And, like, we just talked about everything. And, like, it was, like, the best. Like, the week was horrible. All Amir and I did were like was cry on call until like five in the morning about school, about our lot, like outside, um, like social lives, our parents, whatever, whatever we talked about. But we like so needed it. And even if it was for like how many hours or just a day, like Tree said, it was it felt like forever. Like looking back at like that day, it doesn't feel like a day. Cause what did we do? I came to your house. I met your mom. You got, you met Preston for like, you were the first person to ever meet Preston. That yeah. was like my mom or like my mm-hmm. grandma. And, and then what? we grabbed a lunch. Yeah. And then we went to the mall and like, we just drove, first of all, we drove around for a while. I explained Avalon to them. Like that's a mall here. Then we like grabbed lunch for a while then we went shopping for like two hours three hours then we sat on the like grass there's like a grassy area and Avalon we just talked and then she came back to my house and then she went home like it seems like nothing but it I swear it felt like the longest day you had to be in the moment to feel how we're feeling or like if you had moments like this you know like it's those little things I could genuinely recall what she was wearing what we I remember I literally had a fucking kale salad that day and mm-hmm. it gave Preston this kale salad because he wouldn't <laughs> I shut remember up. that yeah he started, like started barking and it was just I just remember that day like it was yesterday and it kind of sounds really sappy but like obviously like I really like I don't even know where I'd be if I didn't know you so like I didn't I don't know where I'd be either we'd both be in our terrible mental state we just it's it's hard and trust us like long distance is not easy even for a relationship Amira I'm sure is gonna talk about that um but even for just a friendship like I it Amira made a TikTok the other day like a while ago and it was like my best friends in Georgia and my boyfriends in Texas and like it just like no matter how many FaceTime calls or text messages or even just voice calls whatever snaps everything that you could do it's nothing like being there in person with the person so it's hard but we make it work if you like really want it to be there no 100% being at the time having my best friend like my bestest friend live eight hours away having the person I love my boyfriend living 18 hours away it was really rough I mean like I'm I was lucky to have them in my life at the time no matter how much hell he caused me it was just (laughs) it was just hard in general having the two people you love the most so far away and I'm so lucky to have like a mom who took me to go see those two people but like Tree said, it's not the same having those like the in person connection 
Yeah. And I know, especially like for relationships, right? It's a problem. Like, it, like communication can only go so far over phone calls and text messages and FaceTimes. Like you being there with the person is a whole different feeling. And you're like missing an entire aspect of your life for what months and months on end just to see them for three days to do it all over again, you know? Exactly. Like, you remember at those times where, like, it was just, like, I was going through really rough nights. Mm-hmm. And you used to say, even though the only thing that could fix that was getting a hug from him. And yeah. I couldn't have that. Like, it's that feeling and that person's touch that can solve your problems no matter what it was. Yeah. And I used to tell Amira, I was like, I can, like, do as – I can talk to you as much as you want, stay up with you as late as you need. But at the end of the day, I know nothing can fix this except him. And – I really, like, no matter how much I wanted to fix it at the time, and obviously I still want to fix it, I just knew that you couldn't if the one person who could lived so, so far away, you know? And that's, like, the whole, like, ups and downs of long-distance relationships. And the thing is, is that I'm ready to do it all over again for another person. Yeah, I know. And I've I've been talking to you about this, too. Like, long-distance is annoying, especially with time difference, bro. Like, god and both of us have to deal with that one so um yeah it's just like if you i feel like if you really 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 have a good connection with a person and like um love them i guess or want to be with them you'll make it work you know no 100 percent. because being in a relationship whether being a friend relationship or a boyfriend or girlfriend committed relationship if you love the person you will make times there has been times where i was on the phone with my boyfriend well ex-boyfriend now where i like <laughs> took the time out of my day I stayed up the extra two hours because of Mm -hmm. our time difference even with you we put all of our shit aside and we stay up for hours yeah the night where I was crying at my kitchen table over Kelvin literally at five in the morning she calls me and I stopped all my work I like woke up and I just answered and we just talked for however long I think like two hours and then I made her go to bed because she had school the next day um but like if you want a person in your life you'll just always work for that you know like whatever it takes you'll do it so it's at the end of the day it comes down to are you ready to commit to someone are you ready to give your all to someone are you ready to be their number one person are you ready to drop all of these other people in your life to make sure you're that person's number one mm-hmm. and another thing that can make you possibly feel connected I just thought of this but like you can give each other like you can send each other things even if it's not like you yourself it's things from you and you know certain things like for example Amir and I did a Christmas exchange and even though it's not us in a box obviously it's just um it's just like little things that remind us of each other and you know like just fun things like that like you just find your way around it you know like ladies gentlemen if you are in a long distance relationship like me and him had a thing with dinosaurs I mailed him a whole box of dinosaur shit I painted a thing of us in our room I wrote him letters and stuff those are the little things that you can do for your significant other like you sent me the bracelet and the necklace and I wear that yep. every day <laughs> and like just even like uh like hoodies or like whatever something of yours is especially a thing um Amir already knows this so I can spoil this one but like in my Christmas box to her I sent her one of my hoodies just because like I can't see her but she can have the hoodie so yeah, exactly. she'll cry when she opens that one. But it's not. I will. <laughs> anyway, we need to make a TikTok about our Christmas boxes. 
No, hopefully they actually do come before fucking Christmas. Oh my god, USPS is backed up right now, and it's kind of causing me all my life issues, but it's literally fine. same. The line outside of the post office was literally wrapped around, and I was kind of just like, what is going on? I know, and like, obviously, they take no care of your fucking packages. Like, half the time, I'll send my friends things, and they'll be like, so I loved it, but it's broken. And I was like, uh, um, that's not, but whatever. So, Amira's package is like tightly sealed with like some fragile sticker around it. So it doesn't break. Anyway, yours is like packed to the fucking rim because it was the only box size they had. <laughs> I'm so scared of you and the things you put in that box. You know, she asked me if she could put weed in it. She was like, "So, do you think I can put drugs?" And I was like, "Oh wait, please, someone answer this question because we're both too stupid to know." But do they scan your packages? Like, can you? check what's like, inside i was going to literally put a bag of weed in her package and put a grinder and put like backwoods in there but i was so scared at the fact that they were gonna scan it and they were gonna be like there is illegal substances in this woman's box and we can't send it yeah but like i feel like they don't but maybe they do now because of covid someone answered this question like i i don't know <laughs> i'm and i'm too lazy I like i genuinely I'm- don't know either I feel like we should know this, but maybe I just don't pay attention in class. I feel like they've mentioned it somewhere in history or something. Maybe not history. Why just would like... they put it in history? What does that have to okay. do with anything? Okay, I'm just thinking of the four main subjects. Okay, maybe in like, um, what is that? Like, um, Economics? Eco- yeah, that. Or like, oh, wow, we probably sound really numb. <laughs> I swear, we are two of the most smartest people you probably will Amira. ever meet. Amira. But the dumbest bitches you'll ever find. Amira. You just contradicted yourself because you said most smartest, which is <laughs> that literally shows. Like we'll literally call each other and be like, "Yeah, we got a hundred on our test," yeah. and then proceed to do the dumbest things. Literally, ever I seen. swear, every other day, Amira is using this wrong "your" somewhere. But okay, she types in gibberish, so I can't really blame her. But at the same time, like "your" and "your" get on my nerves so much. Like, please get it right. Ah, uh, and then there, there, and there too, okay. and it's and it's okay. Like I. Okay, it's an it's bother me for the longest time. Like, how do you know? <laughs> but then someone's like, it's just it is. I was like, okay, well, I had this entire thing with pronouns and, you know, punctuation, and I had no idea. So, yeah, I was never good at English. Okay, so I'm now on my Instagram, and so I guess we'll go through some fucking questions. Okay. All right, so one of my friends said this one. She'll, she'll know who it is when I say it. Okay. She said, how to not let people walk all over you. Oh, my God. I – um. I can't, couldn't relate until like ninth grade, 10th grade. I was literally the biggest pushover. I did like everything everyone asked. But I think you just have to um, start seeing like the bad side of it. Because being a pushover, sometimes it's good to help people. Don't get me wrong. And like, you know, let people like rely on you if they need it. But at the same time, look at it from an outsider's perspective and see what's the pro, what's the con of doing this for someone. And once you start identifying the cons, it'll come up more and more and more until I guess that's what happened to me. At least I realized that it's just like at the end of the day, it's just I do my work first and then I put myself first and I, you know, like stand up for myself and whatever. I've never had people walk all over me, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because I'm not the type like if you say some dumb shit, I will put you in your place facts so i guess two very different sides of people in this one but that's true like i guess amira actually i know amira has that quality where she's just she just knows her self-worth and i think that's really important in not being like 
being pushed over and you know letting like letting people walk all over you just know your worth know you're better than a lot of the things people say to you and whatever and you have the right to say no to people like don't forget no is a word in the dictionary you can say no i'm busy no this no that everything is in your hands when it comes to your life so don't put it don't give it to other people it's gonna hurt you in the end that's kind 100%. of hundred percent that all that hundred percent goes with not letting people walk all over you your confidence your self-worth how you see yourself if you are seeing yourself as a person and you're letting people walk all over you you need to look at yourself in the mirror and look at yourself and tell yourself that you are the baddest bitch around town i'm not gonna let this bitch walk all over me who the fuck does she think she is she's not worth anything i'm worth so much better than that and i'm gonna show this person that i'm worth so much better than that so that also goes along with that. And that is my advice to you, the person who asked this question. That is yeah. how you learn to not Just, let people walk all over you. And don't be afraid to say something back, too. Like, hold your ground. Like, you, you're a bad bitch, you know? Like, the, the standard phrase. But, like, I mean it. Like, say something back. If you, if someone's saying something to you, say something back. Maybe not as offensive as they did, because then that's wrong. But, like, at least put them in their place. Say, hey, you don't, like, do that. Like, I no, I don't need your approval. I don't need your whatever. And I'm not gonna let you walk all over me. That type of thing. One of the things that I struggle with is that you know, this is that like, uh, the reaction from people I was yeah. so scared. And my relationship was his reaction to the things I said. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to call him out on things. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I personally grew on in the relationship yeah. was that I grew to tell him like when he was fucking up because i used to be so scared of the reaction yeah one thing is i let him walk all over me. yeah that's the only person i've ever seen amira let run her over pretty much like like completely he like literally shattered her ego and shattered everything like every single shred of self-confidence because he like had that power i think we talked about this a while ago but like just in general be careful to give someone that power of being able to destroy your self-confidence and your self-esteem and self-worth by just like leaving you or something. Never give someone the ability to do that. And if they have it, if they already have it, I know a lot of people in relationships like know that if someone gets up and leaves, it's going to like break them. But remember, there's that phrase that everyone says, love yourself and others can love you, you know? You have to love yourself first. So make sure you have that before stepping into anything. And I, I think Amira learned from her relationship with Calvin that she needed to learn to love herself first. Yeah, you cannot love someone if you don't love yourself truly. And that's why I'm so happy to this guy that I'm talking to now. He's letting me rebuild myself and he's giving me that space. And if a guy isn't willing to do that, babe, you are so much more worth than you're so much more than that and you deserve better so this goes along with the whole relationship advice as well is that if you are in a toxic relationship it is terrible i was in that stage and it is so hard to leave but once you do it is the best feeling you will ever find mm-hmm. so yeah you'll have your low but it's just a freeing feeling and i got to see her go through that so you know okay next question then right a lot of people want to know about your life and toxic friendships um toxic friendships are um i'm like a magnet for them which is amazing but um i guess as it goes you kind of start to figure out who is real and who isn't and toxic friendships are hard just like toxic relationships trust me i like toxic friendships are hard to let go of especially when they're your best friends and they'll like 
it sounds like such a cheesy story, but like when you're best friends with someone and they'll do something completely out of their way to like backstab you or something or just something you didn't expect from them at all. And letting that go even after you point it out and they'll do it again and again and letting that friendship go even with the good moments is so hard. But I guess as it happens, like as it happens more and more because it's part of life, you'll grow up and be able to realize who truly wants to be there for you. And you'll also be more careful with your feelings and your emotions and who you tell and who you don't, you know? I've personally never really had a toxic Oh my God, Amira. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I'm really good at cutting people's shit out of my life. That's, yeah. I had one in middle school. Alyssa used to walk all over me. Like, not in, like, a bad way. We were in middle school, but our middle school was, like, a high school in a way. And it had, due to, like, our courses, that – and the class that I had, every – all seven of our classes were with all 21 kids in my medical program. So the whole class was just genuinely toxic. Yeah. I feel like – okay. But once you start getting yourself out of toxic situations, it becomes easier to do it over and over. Exactly. So. I think that was like my first stepping point mm-hmm. in finding who I was because I cut everyone off for a point mm-hmm. in that point in my life. And I was just fucking with myself. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need no one else besides me. Exactly. And like, I feel like once you find again, that goes back to self-worth. But once you find your self-worth, it doesn't matter how many people you lose or gain. It's really at that point, it really becomes your world with people living in it, like main character type shit. Like y- you have to get there. And only once you're there is when like, the good things in life really start to pile up, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. I love, I don't know. I love um, getting DMs. Like I've seen a lot of people DM us about the podcast saying like, oh, it's helped me understand like self-confidence, self-worth, blah, blah, blah. Cause two brown girls are running a podcast talking about everything that, you know, most people don't talk about, blah, blah, blah. And it's just really nice to see. So like, I always like, whenever I text back, I'm just like, like don't let anyone define your worth or whatever we wanted to do this we did it people can like tell us we don't want like they don't want us to but we just did it because we wanted to and people are listening to it because they want to so at the end of the day just do what you want because it's just for your benefit you know it's also your life and a lot of i know a lot of people struggle with this and realizing babe this is your life you choose how you want to live it you choose who's in your life and you choose what the fuck you want to do in it. Mm-hmm. That's funny, Amira. I wonder who told you that all the time. It's literally <laughs> you. And I'm so lucky to have Tree in my life to be able to remind me of these things because if I didn't, I would 100% be crying in my bed Fast. all the time. Please find yourself people who remind you of your worth. Like, that's so important in your life. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, I know all the time, like, if you're – if you don't have a person to go to when you're not feeling yourself, you can call and it'll sit there for like hours and just hype you up and just remind you of who you are as a person. If you don't have that, like I really, really, really need you to find one because that person is like going to become your go-to, your everyday kind of source of positivity affirmations. You need that sometimes and that's okay to need, you know? Like remember the week when all of my teachers were giving me shit and I was having a mental yeah. breakdown because of yeah. psychology? Every day. It wasn't we, even one day. It was an entire week full of mental breakdowns. Yeah, so pretty bad. much. Yeah. We sat on FaceTime together whilst our classes were going on. Yep. Like we even I literally caught up on my lessons the day after because it didn't matter. Like obviously don't drop school for your friends all the time and not things like that, but know that there's always a person who's willing to drop everything going on in your life for you and once you know that it'll really help 
find your self-worth because you're like, oh, if someone else can hold me that worthy, I can too, you know? Exactly. And it should be mutual. If like, it has never been a one-sided thing to both of us. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll call her at any time of day and she'll answer. She'll call me at any time of day and I'll answer. Or if we don't answer, oh, this is another thing and for relationships too. If you don't answer someone's call, at least text them something. Like, I'm driving or I can't talk. Like, something. Do not the standard. Can I call you later? Sorry, I can't talk. Like, take the time, unless you're driving, which is fine. Take the time to text someone back. Please. Like, I just want an explanation as to why you declined my call. Exactly. And the thing is with us is that, like, we know each other's lives by heart. We know each other's schedules. So it's like, even if I can't talk, she'll be like, oh, she, she automatically knows either she's in class, yeah. she's her and her mom are arguing, yep. she's pooping, or she's sleeping. Yeah, and then if I'm not answering, it's either, oh, she's probably tutoring, or, you know, her mom and her or something, something, she's in class, sleeping, whatever it is, which we always know, or like, she's out. Whatever it is, like, I don't owe her any explanation unless it's out of the ordinary, but that's only because she probably knows what I'm doing anyway, so. like, 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing with like the whole friendship advice as well is that if you if that love isn't mutual then you need to find someone else and if you both aren't giving in your everything to that friendship then it's not worth it at all yeah I definitely think you need to be able to a lot of people are asking me like I don't know if they asked me in the polls but in dms they did like how do you identify someone who you need to cut off like I'm sure Amira can talk about this a lot because she's done it so much um to like spare her mental health so you can go ahead and answer this but honestly I kind of just get a vibe from them like if you because I know how I am I'm a Leo I'm always fucking center of attention (laughs) anywhere and like it's narcissistic in a way but it's true and it's like the thing is is that like I've had friends in the past who like I know when to share the light (laughs) and a lot of people don't understand that and like the thing is like with that is like you have to find people who match your energy in a way and know how to respect when you need to shine and when they need to shine too as well mm-hmm. i definitely think it's a big part uh, especially amira's case her um like what is it called um what is it called the signs um astrological horoscope whatever is it like a very big part of who she is like she wears it on her sleeve but she really does describe a leo and you know like knowing her self-worth blah 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 and figuring out who isn't helping her versus who is and she's not afraid to say what she needs to say and I really admire that about her 100% and like the thing is that I admire about you is that you know when to speak and you speak whenever you need to Mm -hmm. considering the fact is that like when we talk we talk with our heart on our sleeve we talk like there is no one else in the world mm-hmm. and it is just the two of us yeah. and we always say it's the two of us against it's the, the world, world yeah. and it genuinely is because yeah. at the end of the day it comes down to the two of us facts like you i feel like um a lot of people probably can't relate to this if they have a really really close friend but it, it's like the person like your ride or die like that's actually what it is it's just that feeling of i can go to this person at any time of day whatever i want like say whatever i need and it's safe with them. You know what I mean? And they care. That kind of thing. But yeah, I I don't know. It's just, um, it's kind of surreal to think about it now. It is. And it's like, it's super rare, which what we realize is to find your twin flame. And when we found out like, like we were each other's twin flame, we were like, this shit is crazy. Yeah, facts. It's like, um, go ahead. And then I'll talk. 
it's like because like I think you can explain this better because you know like the actual like definition behind yeah, a yeah, twin yeah. flame. Yeah, but basically it's like your um soulmate in a person, but not necessarily a relationship soulmate. It's just like the person you click with, and you don't even expect to click with them at all. Like you might be so different, but it's like um some like website said something along the lines of it's like um you just know everything about that but you feel like you've known that person forever like it's that feeling and it's like we really didn't look into it much until people started pointing it out because of I guess how we talked about each other and whatever but yeah so we always say this like if your relationship or my relationship isn't like our friendship it's not what we want you know and also the way that we talk about each other I talk about her like she is my girlfriend and I've dated her for <laughs> seven years facts I post you all the time it's so funny but like yeah it's like just um like at this point I feel like everyone in my life knows who you are you know and like everyone in my life knows who you exactly. are too like if I say the name Bay, if I say the name Tree, if I say your name, mm-hmm. everyone automatically knows like my family members know about you <laughs> my everyone's who you are yeah it's just um it's really really nice to have like that type of thing I don't even know but like yeah, in general, the whole long distance friendship, whatever, whatever relationship thing, you just have to put in the work if you really want it. That's kind of what we've been saying. And, you know, for letting people walk all over you, you just stand up for yourself. Know who you are and most like mostly everything in your life will work out. Know your worth, know what you deserve in life, you know? One yeah. of the other questions we're asking is how to open up to people. I feel like you can explain this really well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of a very open person. Oh, well, I used to be a very open book. Um, but it takes a – like you, I feel like at one point you'll start knowing like who you want to tell, who makes you feel comfortable and safe, and you trust to keep your secrets, that type of thing. And. I know it's hesitant, like, you're very hesitant. And Amira really, really is, like, a walking example of this. Like, she didn't tell me anything for a while. Like, she told me things, but not the things I needed to know. Like, even if she was having a bad day or something happened to their mom, like, it took her a while to start telling these things to me. Like, reminding, like, I had to remind her. I was like, hey, did anything happen? But it's just a matter of if you feel safe and if you feel that feeling of, oh, I trust this person with my life type thing, then you can start opening up. But obviously don't pour your soul out because don't forget a lot of people have, um, once you open up to someone, you give them the power to basically just ruin your life with words. So, Like for me, I'm super careful about who I open up with mm-hmm. due to the whole social media platform thing. Like you get questions about my I life. really, yeah. All you guys ask questions all the time. So many people are like, hey, so what's this about Amira? This about, I'm like, um, what's her personal life? I like it's not my right to say no but and I get you guys are like curious and whatever but at one point it's just like you know I'm scared that someone could use that against me if it's out in the open and I think that's another thing right when you speak about issues you're very careful about what you say and what you don't say because people always find a way to use it against you you have to be so careful about how you interpret your words how you say your words because a lot of people can view it in a super duper wrong way Mm-hmm. And I know you're always quick to defend yourself when you, like, realize you made a mistake or whatever. But a lot of people, like, a lot of influencers just avoid all the criticism and whatever and just keep going with their lives. And I'm like, I think you owe some people an apology sometimes. And Anyway. Another question is um, how to cope as a brown girl with all these high expectations and everything you see. Okay. Anyway, um, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we can both answer this one, right? You, um, you, you have high expectations from everyone, like every one of your cousins and, you know, all your relatives, close friends, they all go to apparently like some huge schools like Brown, Columbia, Yale, like all this stuff, John Hopkins. And in my part, like my parents just have had a dream for me since I was like young, like, like three or four. And I've kind of stuck by that. And they hold me to high standards because they quote unquote think I have the potential to do so. And maybe I do, but being pushed all the time, I know is um, really tiring, you know? A hundred percent. Like I see you all the time. Like you hold yourself to like, I feel like we both hold each other up to a high standard because we love each other. But at the end of the day, it gets to the both of us. really does especially you like it gets to me but even more I've seen you at your breaking point over and over when there's like an 89 in the grade book and you're like oh shit I fucked up or like it's just like smallest things like it's not even your final grade it'll be like a quiz and you'll like like be mad at yourself because apparently you could have done better but at the end of the day it's okay to make mistakes and you really need a constant reminder of that and the same thing with you it's like I feel like we're both really good at holding each other up because we both are terrible at Mm -hmm. like the whole great thing is that we're smart. Yeah. At the end of the day, we always get all A's, but we cry as if we yeah. are failing every class. It's actually bad. It's like it's it's so funny because we can't hold ourselves up, but we can hold each other up. But really, our like we ourselves need the same thing that we do for the other person. Exactly. And we just don't do it for ourselves. A- <laughs> hmm. Literally, I like wouldn't check my scores or do anything with anyone else i remember waking up and i was just like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and then finally my bitch ass finally opened it we both got over 1500s on our SATs, and the fact is is that we had Mm -hmm. good enough scores to get into ivy leagues but we want to take it again not not your mom and my mom saying no higher and I was sitting there like no the fact is that our mom sat there talking about both of us and they're just like yeah they're they could do so much better as if oh my god when yeah when she came over they literally sat there and talked about grades in school for 30 minutes and Amir and I were like walked upstairs we're just like we can't do this right now (laughs) yeah it's always I swear it's always when the Indian parents meet so how are your children's grades like and um, it's always a competition um, I swear it's always the awkward conversation of, oh, well, my child did this versus I see your child did that. And we're like, like oh, okay, so we awkward. don't care. But yeah, it's always about competition. Yeah. Not us just wanting to go and get food because we were Literally. Starving. And them just oh, talking. Really. <laughs> I know. I was like, mom, we got to go. She's like, go where? Auntie's talking to me. I was like, please get me out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like... um. Even, like, when we met in person, this has to go back to, like, the Twin Flame thing, but um, when we met in person, we didn't even hesitate. Like, it felt like I've, known, like, seen you 400 times over, you know? Literally. Like. Yeah. Like, we. Literally, I remember pulling into her driveway. <laughs> having a We just stood there for a minute my at first. Like, was not. racing before we, I got out of that car. Yeah. And then my mom looked at me and was just like, bitch, get out of the car and go hug her. <laughs> She really stood there, and I really stood there, and did not process anything. And then I pulled out my phone and started running. Like, oh my god, it was such a. And then we made that story time, like on her, on your um TikTok, and everyone's like, oh my god, she's everyone was freaking out. Right, yeah, and it's like if you have that, everyone yeah, was kind of just like, you went to Georgia to see your friend, and I was just like, I went to Georgia to see my soul sister, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and I like. 
I was like, I literally told her she was insane. My mom was like, are you sure they don't want to stay? And I was like, I mean, she's not saying anything. And my mom was like, they're driving at three in the morning. She really left at three in the morning to be here. I was like, Amina? Anyway, we had school that day too. (laughs) Anyway, not even school in the car on the day. Also, the big thing, another question is how to have the perfect work and party balance. I don't, Tree's not really a partier. I'm really not. Like, okay. See, I would be, but I live under literal house arrest. So this one's for me. Okay, my mom's really chill about this stuff because I'm doing well in school. I feel like I have a terrible work. Like, I don't have time management at all. But I get everything done in the morning time. I will force myself to get everything done during the day. So at night, I can make plans. I can go out and have everything done. There has been so many times where I wake up hung over as fuck and join my class and have to participate mm-hmm. in the lecture because if you're <laughs> participate because the thing is is if you're okay, not ready gonna... to like give like have those some days where you gotta like put yourself hung over and you gotta do your work then sometimes then it's not worth it because i can handle it but a lot of people can't so it kind of has to go with like how much you can handle as well facts but like also just be known that like let it be known that i'm the one who has to remind her to drink water in the morning and you know take off her lashes before she goes to bed because um she's like that hungover but um it's like bad like amira's given presentations half hungover and like i've seen them and her teacher's like 98 a plus and i'm like okay congrats but like it's so funny she'll text me five minutes like tree i have a presentation and i'm not sober and i'm like the thing is like a really big thing is that like if my mom calls me when i am drunk oh she pulls it together so quick it's so funny i think i was throwing up in andrew's sink mm-hmm. and i have called? never seen myself sober up so quick. <laughs> honestly i like when i call her when she's at a party or something you know okay this is fun story time. There was this time where Amira was so drunk. She called me from her phone to tell me to text her boyfriend because she couldn't find her phone. And she goes, okay. no, 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 no. I called. No, I remember this. I called you because I have your phone number memorized. I called you off of Andrew's oh? house phone. And I was just like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And I was like, hello. And she's like, is that Amira? <laughs> Anyway, and then I texted Calvin, and Calvin was like, "So Amira called you to tell me to text." I was like, "No, I don't even know." But she's fine. He's like, "Okay," and she couldn't text me this because I was like, "Because she's talking on like something like a wooden brick right now," and he was like, "Oh, well." Anyway, but yeah, Amira is whack when she's drunk or high or literally anything. But um, you oh you know. Um, a lot of people are asking about your sex life. I know we talked about this in the last one, but if you would like to mention, because I'm remembering like four or five DMs about it, I was like, That's I feel like weird. we need a whole okay. episode on that because my that part of my life. Oh, that really requires a whole book. Like, I don't, I don't think an episode it really would do wouldn't. Yeah, but um. It's an interesting one. You have like tons of stories. Oh, the throwing mm-hmm. up one that we mentioned. Oh my god, bro. Oh, you're kissless. Oh, ladies, I have I have not left my house in the one day span. I have not left my house. So, and we're still lacking <laughs> some numbers there. 
lacking some numbers there. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, oh, oh. A lot of people um, wanted to know, like, um, your, what's it called? Your medical program stuff. Like, a lot of people were asking about it. Like, because we talked about it in the last episode. And a lot of people were like, how? Because you said your school is special privileges. If you want to touch on that. Because I know some so people So, my DM school you know. has the Biomedical Sciences Academy. I had it in middle school. And my school was almost has my high school almost had to go through a lawsuit because of me. Amira, you really said wreck havoc <laughs> because in eighth grade I got my EMR EMT certification, and we I think in eighth grade we're like what twelve or thirteen. I don't know, <laughs> and obviously the legal age is like okay. eighteen for that, and obviously we couldn't like use the certifications until we turn eighteen, but you can renew it every year until then, and so on. But what happened was is that in my high school they put me to take the class over again because my high school offers that same course that we took in eighth grade and so I was kind of just sitting there like hey I took this class already I have the full certification and my medical teacher was just like no you don't Amira I call cap and I am I turned on my camera I pulled my mom out and I would just like look at my national association <laughs> with the seal and the dates bitch you said what about me and my mom Amira really fights with her teacher every I week. It's like an actual fight with my every week. And my mom was just like, my child got her certification. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, sir. And so literally the nurse, yeah. my nurse, Lynn, who works at the school, she's the me- one of the other medical teachers. She had to come in and was just like, we're not legally allowed to have you in this class again. And then the whole shit went down from there. Oh, jeez. Amira, basically what you're saying is you did smart shit and become valedictorian because you're just talented. But yeah, honestly, so many people don't believe that, that you can do all that. I think I said this in the last episode, too. But I mean, you're a walking example and it's kind of funny. But like, obviously, you have everything exactly. Prove and so it, when know? I do prove it, they're just like, eh, well, this and this and this. And I'm just like, shut up and just let me be happy. Yeah. Like, it's funny because I know a lot of people think you're doing social media and all that stuff for like, like actual like that's you in your future but you have like aspirations to be doc like doctor go to columbia and like all that's that a lot of part that like obviously people don't want to see that a lot of people want to know about you so bitch go fuck off be narcissistic self me no okay um like okay my life isn't very interesting like like not anything close to you and your psycho levels but i mean i have psycho parents if you want to talk about that one so Amira's expectations for her med school and whatever, like she's a star student. And ever since my parents met her, um, her name comes up in everyday conversation, which is really cute and really nice. But um, yeah, we touched on a topic about like, um, like, uh, what's it called? You said, oh, um, like, what's it like balancing your life? Um, and I said, I live under house arrest because my parents are a little bit um, overprotective, if you will. So I like, that's why. When I met Amira, it was like, like I told her everything about it, and now I just call her when my parents are fighting. But it's just um a weird, pretty toxic household, and you know, like I'm dealing with it, and Amira goes through it sometimes too with her mom, and you know, we she understands what it is. But on the other hand, um, what else? Amira and I are friends because we both want to go to med school. I personally want to go to John Hopkins, and Amira wants to go to Columbia because. Her cousins go there, and her family friends go there. And I feel like, honestly, you would fit in at UCLA. I have but, an like, offer from them, just, which like, is like, so like terrible. Like, 
<laughs> Amira is, is that like that goes along with our friendship I, is that we both want to become doctors mm-hmm. you know we both have aspirations to be mm-hmm. in medicine so our friendship is gonna last a fucking very very long we're ride or die we always talk about this yeah we always talk about this how like at the end of the day it'll be us like working until like what three in the morning shifts and then going to some like fucking some one of our houses and just watching movies and going to bed and then doing it all over again like we always talk about this. someone's at my Is door uh please don't get killed i was recording my yeah i am are you, are you home alone i was right recording now? my podcast and you're about to like okay. get kidnapped <laughs> while she gets <laughs> murdered hey okay oh, okay <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 What? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, ma'am. Do you know who it was? Abby. Who? She dropped oh, off on Christmas what did she do? Oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for Christmas. I Hello. Miss girl, you cut out. Where did you go? Ma'am? Okay, shit. It, like, this. Are you good? Yep. Okay. Anyway, I said, I was talking about how much I love Christmas and how, like, when it was early in the morning, like, at 6 and the, or 7 a.m., I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, my God, Mom, wake up. I want to open my Christmas presents. And I used to believe in, like, all the Santa shit and all this. I miss my childhood. Oh my god! I miss my childhood too. I know, not our childhood trauma, but us saying we miss our childhood. Literally, all of our childhood trauma it's so and bad. us like to be like, "Oh yeah, I do it over again." And yeah, all the fun for Christmas. We're so wow. We really are messed up in the head, Amira. We both are, but you know what? It's okay because we both are, so we have an excuse. We really okay. We're kind of psycho. Like I feel like people don't understand when we say psycho. We are like actually psycho. Like Amira, we genuinely murders. Like, oh my Can God. we legally say that? Um, well, I, okay. We're not pretend. Oh, not. We didn't mean murder. Okay, no, no. We didn't mean anyone specific murder. Like, we didn't actually do, but like, like, I mean, I mean like, criminal minds do this, do this, do this, do this. They would never find We body. both love criminal minds and Grey's Anatomy. I have an obsession, but it's okay. Like, we don't need to talk about it. I'm literally rewatching criminal minds right now for the 12th like, time genuinely when we say that like we'll sit there and re-watch these episodes together and we will sit there and re-watch every season nine times Fact. it's so bad literally um i'm a sim for the entire criminal minds cast that's all i would just like to say all of them are so <clears throat> i love that show <laughs> i have an actual obsession but yes amira i think we talked about this on the first night we met but amira would apparently marry ted bundy so um that's something you decided you wanted to do. I think wasn't he get no that was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. I feel no. You definitely said you would marry him, or you'd be the female version of him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this, Amira. I feel like Amira would make a really good serial killer. That sounds so bad, but like I mean it in a good way. <laughs> and I, I'd be a hot serial killer too. So it's like maybe <laughs> I'd like I don't know. Like you remember how like Ted Bundy got like people believe didn't believe him because he was hot yeah maybe pretty privilege will work on it who knows not using pretty privilege for everything (laughs) that and you literally amira really said 
um so i'm sorry i turned in my assignment late but at least i got new jeans can you can you fix mine for me? and the fact is it fucking works <laughs> anyway i mean yeah oh miss homecoming queen yes it obviously it does work you're like um i guess like okay anyway that's a i was gonna tell you this earlier i don't like I don't think I ever told you, but I'm really proud of you for that, for breaking, like, stereotypes and whatever, Homecoming Queen and all that. So that's really nice. A lot of people were telling me about even just the podcast in general and you as a person and me as a person. They were like, thank you for breaking stereotypes and, like, doing what you want and talking what you want and saying all that stuff. So it's really nice to hear. I feel like we both kind of broke stereotypes growing Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, and now, like, I know a lot of people um, look up to you as inspiration for kind of living your life freely and doing what you want and breaking all expectations and stereotypes. 100%. Because, like, us both being Indian, we both have these stereotypes. Exactly. And it's, like, it's kind of funny because I really didn't, like, choose to recognize them until recently. But it's, like, a very stereotypical, like, this expectation, that expectation, this is how you should live your life, blah, blah, blah. But, um... It's really not like that. Like Amira said earlier, it's your life. You live it how you want to, you know? One of the questions is opinion on soulmates. Okay. You want to start with this one? You can start with this one. Okay. Um, soulmates. I think that you will meet your person. Now, this is going to sound really dumb, but I don't think your person necessarily has to be your lover. It's just your, like, person. I don't believe in soulmate, but I believe in the person that you go to for everything and blah, blah, blah. And I also believe in, like, true love, I guess. That sounds really dumb. But I feel like when you meet a person that you click with and you, like, click well and very easily, you will, like, mend your differences to make it work. And that's love. I don't believe in soulmates that there's a perfect match for you out there because at the end of the day, everyone has to adjust themselves a little bit and their opinions and values a little bit, put them to the side to make it work with someone. But you'll find your person. And that's, like... Amira is my person. Like, I'm not dating Amira, but I, like, I'll go to her for anything. But at the same time, we can both have boyfriends who are just, like, we're dating, you know? Exactly. And if, like, we both just end up being single for the rest of our lives, I'd happily <laughs> I just live my in. life with you. Yep. Like, I just it's move that. In. Gil- <laughs> I think that's a show. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Oh, maybe? Yeah. Where they're all just, people. like, single old women living the fuck out of their lives. <laughs> honestly i feel like we would have like some crazy ass shit go down and if, if we ever move in together we but honestly talked about this like us yeah. with our husbands oh. and our kids like and us just Fact. sitting there drinking like a martini watching our kids <laughs> fuck around and our literally do work. literally bruh but like okay also our like our friendship is the fact that like Literally, Amira will vicariously live my relationships and I will vicariously live Amira. It's like, I'll know everything that's going on. Like, actually everything. It's so bad. But, like, at the same time, I love to hear it. You like, know? the scary part is, no, 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 no. Let me tell you this. My hoes, my fuck buddies listen to my podcast. I found this out earlier today. They were just like, you talked about me in your podcast? And I was just like, what? And uh, they were just podcast. like, and I was just like, what? And I was just like, no, I didn't. And they were just like, so then you mentioned kissing me. And I was just like, Oh my god. They were just Kiss like, list. you're gonna see me next week too. And I'm just like fuck, 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 fuck. That's awkward. Let's not name any names, but we do realize you covered um fourteen of those hoes in your alphabet. So um <laughs> anyway, it's okay, only twelve more to go. You have more than halfway there. 
No, 100%. Like, the fact is that, like, every man that comes into my life, she knows about. Like, they might not know about her or not know about my life, but let me tell I you. I don't know about them. Yep. About and we will sit there stalking you, too. It's actually bad. Like, I really think we have a problem. But, like, at the same time, it's just for safety purposes. You know what that reminds me of? Megan is missing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie. I'm traumatized by watching that movie. Amir really watched it and said it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was just, like, graphic. You know? It puts into perspective, like, I've got, I could have gotten kidnapped so many times. Yeah, facts. You're always on the phone with me. You're like, I'm in the middle of a drug deal. Stay on the phone. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Literally. always that like i mean like, i think i'm being followed i'm like being followed where she's like i'm walking home from from where it's like the guy my dealer dropped it off at the street i was like oh. <laughs> literally but yeah so i think missing was it so i think this is a perfect last question school tips and how to get into programs aren't you, you're in an it program right yeah some um some like yeah kind of similar to that but um i feel like programs and like if you want to like work with research, like like you want to work research at like colleges and whatever, and whatever you want to do or like summer programs, you have to be the one to reach out, and you have to work to stand out because sometimes they'll like call on you, like they'll find you from your school and your stats, and other times you can reach out and like book internships and you know things like that. Email professors. It depends on how much you want it because if you want it, you'll get it. Like for example, the program that Amir was talking about. I reached out to professors and whatever and said, hey, I want to do some work at your lab and like this and this. And they emailed me back saying, okay, this is what I have right now for remote, uh, like remote things, because obviously I don't want you coming into my lab because Corona. But I like earlier last year, I did a program where I went in and it was like, it's because I contacted them, you know? So that's my thing. But you can um, talk about how you manage your schoolwork and whatever, because you're much better at that than I am. I feel as like this can also go off of what you were saying. Like, remember, okay, so you know about this. I did a bunch of research on skin cancer. Mm-hmm. I remember this, yeah. And so I won. I reached out to the association that was holding the contest and I was just like, Hey, I've been in the medical program for blah 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 years. This is why I do so much. And I know I get a lot of hate for this, but it's just like, this is why I talk about the medical and school so much about my platform, because I can then say I have over 400,000 followers and I talk about my education and they will be like, oh, you like Texas A&M. Yeah. Oh my God. You were going to do um, an internship there. And like, obviously her age doesn't cut it, but at the same time, they're like, oh, you have all these qualifications. So like, I remember calling the Dean's office and I was just like, I have hands-on experience in hospitals. I have hands-on mm-hmm. experience in clinicals. I have done over blah, blah, blah amount of hours, hands-on in medical mm-hmm. facilities. And they were just like, and you're 16, you're whatever age. And and I was just like, yeah, and I have proof to show you. I can email you my transcript. I can email you all of this proof. And then we're just like, okay, we can consider this due to your age. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't stand out, because let me tell you, and I get this advice from all of my professors. I get this from every doctor I know. If you do not stand out, there are millions of other people competing for your spot. Mm-hmm. And you have to, have to, have to work hard, even if like you face burnout. Amira, you face burnout. And you can talk about this in a second. But we both actually hit it a lot. But like, you have to, have to, have to keep going, you know? Exactly. There are some days where I call you and I'm crying over the phone because that week when I was having trouble with my psychology teacher because he was being a bitch and made me redo assignments for different mm-hmm. times. Oh, my God. Okay. Her teachers are a little like actual psycho. Like, I'm concerned. 
Yeah, I was bawling my eyes out. I was curled up into a ball. I wanted to give up. I literally, I can now, I can talk about this now because this is how I am. I swallowed half a bottle of pills because of school. Yeah, and that was the day that Amira and I were on the phone when I was at the DDS. We talked about this in a previous episode, but it was, like, bad. I was like, Amira, what did you just do? And then she spent four days in the hospital, and her teachers were like, no, I need my assignments now. And obviously, I hate the education system for that. Like, why... Like, I don't know, but like, I guess they don't realize that, but she puts in more work than she should sometimes and stresses herself out and does have her breaking points. She's not always like that perfect person on TikTok, but I think everyone faces it, you know, and you just have to push through. And a lot of people don't see that. And I get really mad because it's just like, well, I stay up till how many hours in the night? I'm Mm -hmm. crying over these assignments. And it's just like, yes, I can have as many things in my life. There's a point where I didn't go to parties for like months. There's parties where I didn't do drugs. I didn't do that because I focus on my education. And it's because at the end of the day, like we can all say that, oh, we can rely on our parents. I can rely on my trust fund. I could go buy a house in fucking Cabo and live it for the rest of my life. But I want a future for myself. I want my name on a white coat. And that is the thing. That's my motivation because my mom raised me as a single mother and I get a lot of shit for that. And she's always told me this. She was she always tells me, I raised you as a single mother and you are going to shine because of that. And that also helps with, like I said, with my motivation too. Mm-hmm. If I don't create a name for myself, who will? Exactly. And we always talked about this too. We, Amira was like, when I get married, I'm not changing my last name because I want my name on the lab coat. Like I earn it. It's not Dr. Whoever. It's Dr. Shivraj, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you have a goal, like a strong aspiration, you just work for it. You push yourself to the absolute limit and you get where you want. You reach out to people. You prove yourself. You make your way to whatever you want, you know? And if you have that motivation, you'll get what you want in life, I think. Another big part of my motivation is my social media platform because I am so ready to walk across that stage as a valedictorian graduating college and high school at the same time and show every single one of those misogynistic fuckers who brought me down because of my (laughs) education. And that is one of my biggest parts of my motivation is to prove every person that put me down wrong. Literally not us taking all the college classes we possibly can in high school so we can graduate. (laughs) Literally. Anyway, but I think that's a really great note to end the podcast on, right? This episode, we made it to an hour. I never thought I could talk about my life and your life for an hour, but apparently people want to hear it. But um, just know your self-worth and push yourself to get what you want in your life. Don't let people walk all over you and, you know, stand up for yourself and get yourself out of toxic situations and find your person, I think. And that's pretty much what we covered, right? I cannot wait to talk to you guys again next week. Thank you guys for listening. Bye, bitches.